Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. It is nine minutes past seven o'clock on a Sunday morning. Cloudy out there, 35 degrees, but not a bad morning. You're listening to Healthy Matters with Dr. David Hilden of Hennepin Healthcare. Good morning, Dr. Hilden. Good morning, Susie. It's good to be with you this morning. Good to be here with everybody for our Open Lines show and uh, very popular show. So if people want to get their questions in and uh, feel free to do those, start calling and texting them right now and we will get to your questions. And I just want to in advance, I wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving this coming Thursday. And uh, hopefully uh, you're getting together in a safe manner with with family members and friends and we'll be uh, able to uh, pause for a moment and say everything we're thankful for. For me, I had a great day yesterday. I I ran into uh, so many different people that I was thankful for. You know, I started the day yesterday morning at Hennepin Healthcare with members of the United States Department of Defense who are coming to help in the Twin Cities with our hospital crunch. And our hospital is very fortunate to get some um, um, uh, people from the from the federal government. So they were lovely, wonderful, skilled people that I got to meet. Then I got to meet one of my colleagues from the University of Minnesota Medical School and then some of my Hennepin colleagues. And then I ended the day at Orchestra Hall listening to the most glorious symphony, Beethoven's Ninth. And I just want to say thank you to the musicians of the Minnesota Orchestra for that. So I hope everybody else is finding some things to be thankful for this week. That's a pretty good list you have right there, though. That was a good day. (laughs) It was a good day. A little hard to to top that one. Um, We do have callers on the line, plus we have texters already. Even before you came on today, they were texting you, so that's good news. Um, But I want to just quickly, if you don't mind, ask you about the medical team from the Department of Defense Uh, uh, and, and what, how wonderful it was to meet them and to talk amongst yourselves about the plan. Because I know, are they already at work, or was that just sort of a preparatory meeting, saying here's what we're going to do and how here's how you guys are going to be used, or kind of how did that go? Yeah, um, first of all, you know, it was arranged by you know Senator Klobuchar and Governor Tim Walz, who has who has made the request of the federal government. These are teams of of active duty military, and that's unusual for active duty military, but what they do is they work under FEMA, and so they are not um, being deployed directly. They are in a support role, but these are doctors and nurses and respiratory therapists who I believe ours are going to come from the Air Force, but they're being deployed here, and they will come and help relieve our units that simply don't have enough, um, particularly nurses. 
And they were assigned to our hospital at, at HCMC in downtown Minneapolis because we're such a, a, a linchpin, if you will, in the trauma and emergency system of our state. And our hospital, like pretty much every single hospital in Minnesota, is full and or just about full. And we're not unique in that regard. My colleagues at every other hospital in the metro area and in the state of Minnesota, they're also full. But ours has an emergency department that is by far the largest. And we need to be able to meet the needs of people on an emergency basis. And we can't do that if we are full and not able to move patients. So this team is coming in to help us. Uh, um, They haven't started yet. This was the advanced crew, but they will be arriving this coming week. And uh, it'll be, it's interesting as a civilian, I don't know anything about the military, to see their people come in and just talk in military terms of they are efficient, they know what they're doing, people know who reports to whom. And so it'll be a very, I think, efficient and effective way um, in which uh, the people of our of our U.S. military come and help in a civilian way and are helping the people of Minnesota. So it's just a really good thing to see. Well, we look forward to that. And, and again, going back to being thankful, I'm sure the gratitude that the staff at Hennepin Healthcare have is overwhelming as well with regard to getting a little help because I know they're working so hard. So. It is exactly that. You see, and just even when, when this was just the leaders of a dozen of us are meeting with, uh, with the advanced crew, and um, we're so grateful just to see someone come in. It's, it's sort of the best of America when we can see someone coming in from our public resources, in this case the Department of Defense, working in conjunction with our U.S. senators and our state leaders and the Minnesota Department of Health, which is just a stellar, stellar public health organization. And there's no politics. There's none of that. Um, It is just getting help to Minnesotans. And so it was really, really inspiring. The number to call, 651-461-9226. You can also text that number and ask a question if you would like. Again, it's open phone, so whatever it is that's on your mind, if you have an ache or a pain, or if you have a question about COVID or your family gathering. I know you mentioned, Dr. Hilton, that's Thanksgiving this week, and still a lot of questions, some families feuding over uh, the rules and regs and whether or not you should follow them. So perhaps we'll take a quick break here at about 15 minutes past seven o'clock, doctor. And then we've got a couple callers and a couple texts as well to get to. You are listening to Healthy Matters on WCCO on a Sunday morning with Dr. David Hilden. And we're back. It's 18 minutes past seven o'clock on a Sunday morning. Dr. David Hilden of Hennepin Healthcare and Healthy Matters and a bank full of phone calls and a long line of questions. Let's start with a question on the phone from Gary, who is calling today from St. Louis Park. Good morning. You're on the air with Dr. Hilden. Hi. Good morning, you guys. Dr. Hilden, God bless you and all of the health care workers. There's a special reward waiting for all of you good people. My question is that the three different um, vaccines, what exactly happens after they're injected into your arm. Yeah, thank you for um, for those um, lovely words, Gary. I do really appreciate that. And for your call, what happens when the vaccines go into your arm, with the two that are used messenger RNA, that is the Moderna and the Pfizer one, a little teeny snippet of 
of the virus, of a portion of the virus's um, genetic material gets put in your arm. Your body sees it as something foreign, and it starts to uh, transcribe it. It literally starts to read the message, if you will. Think of it as a recipe. That's the best analogy I can think of, the best metaphor. The, the, the messenger RNA is like a recipe card. Your body reads the card and makes the product, which is a little teeny protein, which is just a portion of the coronavirus um, itself. So it creates this little stub called the spike, and then your body's antibodies get react to that spike, and off you go. And your body thinks it had this, this virus. Your body never got coronavirus. Your body's DNA, your body's genetic material was never altered. That little recipe card gets ripped up and burned within just a short period of time. So the, even the thing that got injected in your arm goes away. So that's how they work. It gives your body a little recipe for, for, for reacting as if it had the virus. The other one, the Johnson & Johnson, is a more traditional vaccine that is used like many others. It uses a different um, benign little virus to deliver the same type of protein so your body can react to it. It works a little bit differently. Um, but both of them just cause your body to react as if you got infected, but you never got infected. You can't get infected, and it can't alter your own body's DNA. So that's kind of how they work. And again, thank you for the lovely comments, Gary. All right, let's take a text question. Um, this person writes that I am on antibiotics for a UTI, a bladder infection, and wondering if I should wait until I finish those before I get my booster shot. No, you don't have to wait. They are completely unrelated. The antibiotics won't affect anything. Uh, I would just, you might want to make sure you're feeling kind of better just because when you do get the booster shot, you might have a, a day or two of lethargy and little a little uh, soreness and you just might not feel the best. But that's only because if you're already sick, you might not want to add something else that might make you feel a little unwell. But you get better very, very quickly, at least the vast majority of people do after the vaccine. So there's no reason to wait if you're on antibiotics. Another texture writes, if a vaccinated person gets a breakthrough case of COVID and now has tested negative, how long does this person have to wait to get their booster? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if I'm going to be able to be too specific about that. But you can get your booster. I would if you had COVID and then you get better. Um, from that. I would wait a few weeks. You don't have to do it right away. Uh, but uh, we used to say, wait 90 days, wait three months. But that was mostly because of a supply and demand issue. We thought you have some protection. If you got natural immunity, that does count. That's good. I mean, you have, you do have some natural immunity. So you don't have to rush right into it. So I would wait a few weeks, wait two, three or four weeks, and then go get your booster shot after you're all better. 722 on Healthy Matters on a Sunday morning. Dr. David Hilden of Hennepin Healthcare taking your calls and your text questions. And remember that nine that number to call if you want to ask a question is 651-461-9226. That same number gets you a text or a phone call. Let us go to Richfield now for a question from Rod about vaccinations. Good morning, Rich. Yes. Uh, good morning, Rod. How are you? <laughs> Real good, thank you. See, I've got a question about, um, you know, there are a lot of people that haven't been vaccinated yet. And I was wondering if Dr. Hilden uh, knew of how a lot of those individuals are doing, uh, if they've gotten sick or how sick they've gotten or if any of them have passed away. 
I do know how, uh, no, not in my personal life because of, uh, you know, almost everybody I know is vaccinated, to be honest. And in the city of Minneapolis where I live, the vaccination rate's, I think, over 80%. So it's not as many people that I'm encountered with. But yes, many, many unvaccinated people are getting ill. Some people who were vaccinated are also getting ill, but the difference is stark. If I could just show everybody who's a little skeptical or hesitant and they say it doesn't really matter because you get an infection anyway, if I could just walk you through the halls of the hospital and show you what the unvaccinated person looks like and compare it to the vaccinated person, they don't look the same. The vaccinated person, first of all, is harder to find in a hospital because they're not hospitalized as often. The ones in our ICU who are on tubes sticking out of everything you can think of in your body. Think of a tube sticking out of it. The thing's breathing for you. There's beeps. There's buzzers. You're in a coma staring at the ceiling. Those are the unvaccinated ones. You get much much more ill, or at least the odds are you're going to get much more ill. Nothing's perfect. Some unvaccinated people have a mild infection and just walk away from it. And some vaccinated people can get ill, quite ill. But the odds, if you're going to place, if you're a betting person, or if the if you're interested in what the risk is, your risk is just not even close. It's much, much, much higher if you're unvaccinated of getting really ill. This is a question from a texter about the virus. My mom is 90, in good health, and has had the booster. Thanksgiving will be a dozen people or so, 12 or so, with two to four of the people in our group unvaccinated. I do not want my mom to attend. People think I'm overreacting. I don't think that person's overreacting. My best advice would be, no, mom, a 90-year-old person should not be in, in a group of a dozen people where two to four of them are unvaccinated. Currently, over 10% of the tests coming back in Minnesota are positive. That means of all, all people who are getting tested for whatever reason, literally one in 10 of them doesn't even probably know it and has the infection. So those two to four people who are unvaccinated are bringing in a risk to your 90-year-old mother. Now, it is up to you whether or not, you know, what's your risk tolerance and what's important to you and what's not. Um, if you choose to have unvaccinated people in your Thanksgiving dinner, do what my family's doing. Get everybody tested. Um, now, I'm, I wouldn't go. I would ask anybody in my family who's unvaccinated, and frankly, there aren't any, but if there were, I would ask them not to come. Um, it's just at this point, it's better to be alive and talk about your family dynamics later um, because if the 90-year-old person unfortunately contracts um, COVID, he or she, is a woman, I think, is, is much more likely to have a bad outcome, including have it be life-threatening. So work on your family dynamics in any way you can, but one option is to go by the rapid test. They are available. Sometimes they're a little hard to find. And unfortunately, in this country, they're, they're not free. They're you know, 15, 20 bucks. But have everybody take a rapid test the morning of Thanksgiving dinner. And if, if they're negative, they can come. And if they're positive, they stay home. But better than that, tell them to get vaccinated. 651-461-9226. That is the number to call. Also, it is the same number to text. I wonder, Dr. Hilden, uh, we're just talking a little bit about numbers and rates and this and that. Um, so some texter just wrote, it doesn't matter. Shame on you guys. And I, I you know, of course, we have the anti-vaccination crew that's out there, that section of. And it's interesting to me because it almost feels like, well, it does, that. There's so many people that just still hold on to that strong belief that vaccinations don't work and they're and they're 
they're not going to take them for whatever reason. I, I mean, is that obviously still a significant problem in the country, but also in Minnesota with us having the worst rate in the country not too long ago. I don't know where right. we are now, but really it's right. still out there. It's still quite dramatic, uh, that strong sense that we're doing something wrong by talking about the vaccination and the benefits of getting it. Yeah, I, I have a, but people, unfortunately, we get we get to say what we think and have our opinions. And, and the texture says it doesn't matter. That's just that's your right to, to feel that. But it's never happened in any living person that's on the planet today. We've never had an infectious disease problem like this unless you're literally 103 or four years old. And this is worse than what it was in 2018. And what another thing that makes it kind of worse is that there are several hundred thousand people in the United States of America who are not alive today um, and should be. It is, it is, they weren't going to die of something else anyways. It's what's called excess deaths. The life expectancy in the United States is dropping, and it's dropping because of COVID. And this is um, a preventable disease. And so people can have different lay levels of risk tolerance. And so maybe a lot of people are thinking, well, I'm, I don't worry about getting sick. Well, that is your prerogative, and that's why um, that's, that's fine. But it isn't really about your personal risk any longer. It's about what is our country doing as a response. And I would say that um, uh, we haven't done a great job with that, and we're, we're allowing a virus to get the better of us. We're smarter than this, and we have the ability to fix it. We, this is a preventable disease. Now, it's no longer uh, uh, something that's just we have to be victims to. We can take some very, very, very easy measures. And then maybe we won't have to be talking about this forevermore. But it is the worst infectious pandemic in our, uh, in our history. So I think it does probably matter. Um, Dr. Pollard from Mayo Clinic last week said on the air here on CCO that we blew it. Yeah, it. I would. I would. Dr. Pollard, he, um, Poland. Um, Poland. He's, sorry, he's super. He's this guy knows of which he speaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we kind of did, um, you know. And we can we can roll up our sleeves and work on uh, work on going forward. But the United States was probably the best prepared country in the world um, in 2019, and we're we're doing we're the worst country for for COVID in many ways now. So I think that it's more about. Um, Great societies tend to tend to uh, decline, not because of some catastrophic event, but because of stubborn, stubbornness. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, that's um, that somebody much wiser than me said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's where we are now, but uh, uh, I think we'll be out of this thing. And, you know, with, all, with the negative stuff behind us, the positive stuff is that I think after this winter, it'll be a nuisance. It'll be a bother that we get through. And um, – and, uh, uh, but we'll still be talking about it, but it will get through it. This thing will, this virus will evolve its way out of our consciousness, um, um, I think, in the coming months. All right, let's take a break. It is 7.30 on Healthy Matters with Dr. David Hilden of Hennepin Healthcare with us taking your calls and texts at 651-461-9226. We've got a half an hour left, so if you're at home and you want to ask a question of the good doctor, please give us a call. Again, 731 on WCCO. And we're back with the second half of Healthy Matters on a Sunday morning. Dr. David Hilden with us on our news line. Dr. Hilden, a physician at Hennepin Healthcare, downtown Minneapolis. Dr. Hilden, we just we have a lot of calls on, a lot of a lot of uh, texts as well. Um, just a reminder that peak flu season 
Peak season for influenza is usually January or February. It takes a couple of weeks for the vaccine to affect your immunity, but it's not too late or early to get your flu shot. Is that so? That's what we're thinking about right now. Yeah, that's a good thing to do right now. There's not a, a need to wait any longer. You can get your flu shot now. You can get it at the same time as your COVID booster, or you can get it at a separate time. You can do it whenever it's convenient for you. But uh, uh, we don't know what the flu season's going to look like. That's one of those things that kind of we, we do educated predictions, if you will. But yeah, get your flu shot now along with your COVID booster, and you'll be good to go for the next few months. I know that you and I are seeing the same text messages and i know that one that caught your eye uh not related to covid maybe you want to tell us what that question is and answer it for our our listener absolutely we have all kinds of questions on the text line there's one about uh devix disease and uh and uh so we thought we'd do something a little bit different here's a person who has what's called devix disease and is wondering if uh, they can get all these vaccinations now there's so many there's so many text lines here. I'm I'm scrolling through them all. Here it is. It says I have no measurable antibodies because of Devix disease. How effective would a flu, pneumonia, or shingle shot be for me? So Devix disease is something that people often think is of like multiple sclerosis. It's a neurologic immune condition. Primarily affects the eyes. Believe it or not, the eyes. And so this person is probably just wondering. Well, I'm not. I don't have a very. I'm immune compromised. I can. I don't. I'm not an expert in Devix disease. I'll tell you that. In fact, I've already told you everything I know about it. But any person with an immune disorder should get the vaccines. It is. They're not dangerous to you. It is just possible that they'll be somewhat less effective. But go ahead and get them, even if you don't have antibodies. Um, uh, go ahead, get your flu shot, get your pneumonia shot, and get your shingle shot if you have uh, any immune disorder. Six five one four six one nine two two six. That is the text line. If you have a question for Doctor Hilton and Healthy Matters, let's go to Linda now. Linda called that number to ask a question personally, and we'll put her on the line now. Linda is calling from St. Paul. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, can you explain, as far as people that have had COVID, uh, as far as why they should get a, a another vaccine? Just are there uh, antibodies not good enough with the uh, actually having COVID? That's a good question. It that is a good question. Like- yeah, Linda, it, it's a good question. And the reason is this. The, the immunity you get from natural infection is quite variable. Some people might have immunity for a while, uh, many months. Some people it might wane and then you might not be as protected as you think. It's um, and so it is just very it's variable. It is certainly better to have some immunity than not at all. In fact, the way we're going to get out of this pandemic is not just vaccinations alone. It's also adding the people who are immune because of vaccination and those that got natural immunity have some protection as well. And so it is just the what the science says is that if you got covid and then you got the vaccine. That is the most protected person on there you could possibly be. Um, and so you are really, really taking the best measures you can if you get the vaccine, and even if you've had COVID, due to that variable immunity. And um, and people, there there are other reasons to get the vaccine other than personal protection. That's the thing that some people say. Well, how can somebody? How can I tell people that you're you're you should get vaccinated, but then you should also not hang out with unvaccinated people? The vaccine doesn't prevent you from carrying it in your nose. 
It prevents you from dying and it prevents you from getting ill. Mm. And so the reason that a vaccinated person still needs to take some protections and the reason a person needs to get vaccinated, even if you have COVID, is because we need that. It is in that way you're protecting one another. You're not just protecting yourself. So, yes, Linda, I think it's a great idea to go ahead and get your vaccine, even if you had a natural infection. Another texter writes, could you please review when it is safe to return to work after testing positive with or without symptoms? Is another test necessary? I mean, this is something we talk about all the time in our newsroom because we've got a few people in our newsroom that are quarantined, even though they don't actually they do have it now. But it is like, <laughs> when, when do you come back? When, when do you, you see people? Yeah, okay. What we're telling people is that if you had an, an exposure and you're vaccinated, you can go back to work right away. If you had an exposure and you're unvaccinated, stay away for 14 days. That's called quarantining. Um, and and that, that's just an exposure. If you had a positive test yourself... Then it does. Then you need to. Uh, then you need to stay home and and just follow your employer's guidelines. But that's usually between ten and fourteen days that you should stay home after infection, and you certainly shouldn't be going in. Uh, you're 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 highly likely to give it to your your friends and colleagues, which we would not like because we wouldn't then... like that, would we? <laughs> it's very interesting though for people that can work from home, and the virus because if you have COVID and you are already working from home, should you be sick and not work? Or because your computer's there, should you... I guess it depends on how you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can imagine that employers around the country can say, well, I don't care if you're sick. You're just sitting, you're on a computer. Go for it anyway. Uh, I think <laughs> people still have to take care of themselves, and we tend to work ourselves too much in this country. Oh. So, you know, but if you have COVID and you're, you're getting, maybe take, take a little time off, sleep a little bit, have some chicken soup. It probably works as, better, as well as anything we have. And so take a few days and drink fluids and rest. That is important to do. And uh, maybe easier way back into work. But uh, I don't know how long people are claiming sick time when they're working from home. But I think that there's some benefit to taking care of yourself and getting off the computer screen. I hope so. Goodness gracious. I hope so. I just want to tell you as a sidebar here, and we will get to some more calls, but I am watching the morning show on um, Apple TV. It's a show about Brian, um, oh, you know, the scandal, NBC, Matt Lauer. That's right. But now they've sort of evolved away from that, and they're they're tackling COVID, and it's fascinating because they're retelling the story of how it first came and what the New York City hospitals were like, and it's just fascinating to see a replay from the beginning to now and how it all went down. So anyway, just an interesting thing to see how chaotic and confusing and terrifying it was at the start with so many people dying particularly member New York. So. Exactly. And, and, you know, I think we're going to be teaching it in medical schools for generations to come, yeah. uh, what we've learned from this. And I think, uh, you know, on a different note, I think we're going to be seeing movies and, you know, we'll see, you know, Tom Hanks playing some guy in a New York hospital. And, you know, you can imagine it's going to be all over the place <laughs> for years to come. All right. Let's go to Kathy is calling this morning from Maplewood. Uh, good morning, Kathy. You're on with Dr. Hilden. Good morning. And thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm just wondering if you can tell me, all of our family members have been vaccinated. We do have youth under eight and even an infant. 
one of our family members have tested positive on Tuesday for COVID. And keep in mind, we're all vaccinated, and as was this person. Would it be safe to continue with our Thanksgiving meal if that person tests negative on Wednesday, or should we just postpone? The safest thing would be for that person to either not attend or postpone. But you have suggested a way out. Uh, you know, there, it's just not as, it, I can't just say, yep, this is safe and this is not. It's all like a light switch. And it's basically levels of risk. It's sort of like investing in the stock market. What's your what's your comfort level? The safest thing is for that person who had a test last Tuesday to not be at, not be at, uh, at all at your uh, Thanksgiving event. That's what I would recommend. Short of that, have that person wear a mask all the time or do what you've suggested. Get a COVID test. Now, the COVID test that the rapid ones you can do aren't as reliable if they're negative. In other words, they're very reliable, those rapid tests, if it comes out positive. You can count on it. You have an infection and stay away. If it's negative, it's not perfect. It's sort of like those strep tests you used to get, you know, that we give when you have a sore throat. If it's positive, yep, you have strep throat. If it's negative, we're not too sure. It's the same thing with these COVID tests. So uh, those are your levels of risk. Stay home, have that person stay home, have that person mask, or if you really, really want to get together, have them have them get a negative test. But that would be not quite as safe as just having that person not be there. Six, Sad, isn't it? I'm yes, sorry about that. it's just it's and it's something we're all going to be oh, up against at Thanksgiving. You know, people. I, I mean, I wish there's this gazillion packets of rapid tests at home so that everybody could, like you just said. I mean, they're kind of hard to find. You go to the store. I, I, I guess I haven't looked that carefully, but for everybody to do a, a rapid test at eight in the morning on Thanksgiving before exactly. they hit the day. Seriously, oh. that's what my family's doing, Susie. I kind of asked for that, and everybody's everyone said, "Sure, we'll do that." And you know what? It and it's not like we're going to ostracize them for the rest of their life. If somebody, I could be the one who's positive. You know, it, it, it's not a judgment call. It's just a safety of your family call. And in all honesty, we can get together the next week if we had to, or we can we can figure something out. Uh, uh, it is kind of just a crazy world we live in. And it, I wish the rapid tests were more available. That's what I hope we see in the next twelve months, because that's the way we can do things more safely and we can be comfortable doing it. That's right. That's right. And I'll say just quickly that before COVID, you know, the rules before COVID in my house were if you had a temperature or you threw up, you couldn't go to the whatever, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, whatever we were doing, you couldn't come if you had a temperature or you threw up because I started it. I got brought a sick kid about 25 years ago to a Christmas and <laughs> everybody have, <laughs> but we, we made the rule after me because I was like, oh, I don't want to miss Christmas. Well, in the meantime, everybody got sick as a dog, but anyway, <laughs> it's a good rule. It's a good rule. And we'll all, then you'll all live to tell about it and laugh about it. And you can get together in a week or two afterwards. All right, let's take a quick break at about 15 minutes in front of eight o'clock. The last bit of the show, Six five one four six one nine two two six. If you have a question for Dr. David Hilden, or you want to use that same number and text him a question, it is seven forty-seven. Thirty-five degrees, cloudy skies in the Twin Cities. It's Healthy Matters on a Sunday morning. Seven fifty-one in this final stretch of Healthy Matters on a Sunday morning. Dr. David Hilden is taking your calls and texts at six five one four six one nine two two six. Dr. Hilden, we have a lot of COVID questions, but we also have other questions that are coming through 
finding their way through our text line, one of them dealing with menopause, an event that I can admit freely have successfully (laughs) maneuvered my way through without too much trouble. So thankfully, that's something I'm grateful for. But let's talk. uh, Let's address the question, please. Absolutely. We'll talk a little non-COVID here for a second or two. There's a question that came in that says, what causes thickening of the uterus in females after Mm. the age of 60? What do you do for it? Thank you for that text, Babette. So when you're, that's a condition called endometrial hyperplasia. Hyperplasia simply means growth of cells, and endometrial is the lining of your uterus. Women's uteruses get uh, thickened every month, and that happens because of estrogens in your body. But then every month, pre-menopause, you also have a second hormone called progesterone, which causes that lining to shed and go away, and you have your menstrual cycle. Post-menopause, some women still have a lot of estrogen, just some, and not and no progesterone. So that endometrial lining stays thick and it never goes down. Um, that is not something you can self-diagnose. It's not cancer, but it might be it puts you at risk of uterine cancer. So the the message to women who are postmenopausal that if you are having bleeding, it's not normal. It's never normal. Ever. If you are already at your, um, it doesn't mean it's always cancerous, but it's just not normal. So if you've had your, if you've stopped having your menstrual cycles, it's been 12 months or more since your last period, and you get bleeding, then you go to your gynecologist or your internist or whoever your doctor is and have that checked out. All right, very good. Well, we appreciate all the texts and all the questions and We want to maybe move into this question. It's finally here. The COVID-19 vaccination for children ages 5 to 11 is effective, safe, and will help get all of us back to normal. Um, Where can people go to get that vaccination? You said just like the adults, they will help prevent serious illness and death in younger folks. So how can we make an appointment to to get that booster? Every doctor friend I know who has kids has already done this. So make sure you get your kids vaccinated. Call your clinics. There are a lot of schools are doing them. You can check us out at hennepinhealthcare.org, and we can help you out with your vaccines. Also, check me out at Twitter. My Twitter handle is drdavidhilden. Go ahead and follow that, and, and you can stay in touch with me. But if you need your vaccine or your child, um, and I really strongly recommend it for your child, um, ages 5 and up, you can go to hennepinhealthcare.org. You can call us on our line, which is 612-873-MY-MD, 612-873-6963. We'll help get you set up for your, your booster, your vaccines, your flu shot, your primary care, whatever you need. You give us a call or go to hennepinhealthcare.org. Well, it has been a pleasure and an honor to be with you today. I think it's been a great show. We've learned a lot. We want to remind folks us. One of our texters wrote in, how can my 23-year-old son listen? I want him to hear some of this information. It's very easy. You just go to WCCORadio.com. There's a big banner that says Healthy Matters, and you listen back. It's very, very simple, and you can also do it on your phone on the Odyssey app. So thank you so much. We're going to do open phones again next Sunday, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So we'll see how everybody did. We'll see how it went. (laughs) Best of luck to everyone. Don't forget about those uh, rapid tests. That's a great idea for your family going into the Thanksgiving holiday. Thank you so much, Dr. Hilton. We'll see you next Sunday. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 